Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining me for a devotion again this morning. I apologize that it's come out a little bit late. I ran out of time yesterday. But nonetheless, we are here. And we've now moved on to the second chapter of 1 John. We're looking at 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. My little, oh, my little children, rather, is a literal translation. Sounds a bit strange to us, but the idea is what some translators render. I think in the NIV also, my dear children. And this phrase, my little children, literally in the Greek, was often used by pastors in the early church to indicate this family metaphor, to demonstrate the family metaphor. Uh, so we see here a very human part of, of John. Sometimes these Biblical writers seem distanced from us. But yeah, John is speaking to his flock. My little children, he's speaking as, as their shepherd, as their leader. Not as their father in the sense of this is the family and he's leading them as the church. John was a man who, did, who cared deeply about those under his care. Well, we have a bit of a problem here too. Last week John told us that we have an inherent sinful nature. But now he tells us that he does not want us to sin. So what do we do about those? How do we reconcile the two? Well, in the context, John wrote these things to his audience so that firstly, they would not sin by denying the, the truth, the reality of God's truth about their sin. In other words, they wouldn't deny that we had a sinful nature. And secondly, that they wouldn't intentionally sin and fob it off to being the sinful nature. So when he says do not sin, he's saying don't sin by denying God's truth and don't sin just because you have a sinful nature. Fix it, you know, don't, don't do sin now. You know the truth, don't do sin. However, the issue is that while we, do while we do not live in sin, we still commit sin. So we're not bound by the sinful nature, but we still commit sin. And the paradox is that the more we get closer to God, the more we get to know God, the more we realize how much we cannot get closer to Him because of our sin. The more we, we know who He is and His truth, the more we see the depths of our depravity and our sinfulness. However, however, John gives us the solution. We have an advocate. And this is a uniquely Janine word, parakletos, which means come alongside, call to one's aid. I'm sure you've heard of that before in church. Jesus is our legal advocate in the heavenly courts. We know that he's the perfect friend at our side. Jesus, the righteous Jesus Christ, the righteous, he gives that adjective because only he is righteous. He's the only righteous person, we are not. Not only is he an advocate, but he also is our propitiation, which in Greek is hilasmos. And the word means the appeasement of wrath. Not the appeasement of punishment, the appeasement of wrath. So not only does Jesus argue in our defense, but he is the completely innocent one who took our punishment and appeased God's wrath. His just wrath. Imagine murdering an innocent someone only to have that person come back to life and defend you at your trial. John also, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crazy thought. And this is probably what some of the people at the crucifixion had to deal with on the day of Pentecost. Anyways, 
John does also not mean that everyone will be saved. He says not only for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. doesn't mean everyone's going to be saved, but it simply indicates the scope and sufficiency of Christ's atoning sacrifice, his atoning work. He appeased God's wrath for all of our sins forever, as well as for everybody else who believes and repents and lives in this life of repentance. So maybe you today you feel like God cannot forgive you. Maybe you feel like you're too far removed from him. Maybe you feel like no matter how hard you try to be a good Christian, it doesn't work out. The truth is we are not righteous. And praise God that we are not righteous, that it's not up to us. Because if it was up to our good works, we would be incredibly and awfully lost. We have an advocate though. We have one, the one, the righteous one who stands in our defense, who has appeased God's righteous wrath against us for our sins. Appeased that and stands in our defense. His name is Jesus. Repent, believe, stop living in sin and come unto him. Live in freedom and righteousness that comes from him alone. And you will be free and you will experience this wonderful joy this realization that it's not up to us. We cannot live because we live in we, we have sin. But we don't have to live in sin. We can live in His righteousness and His freedom. And we can get closer to God because of what Christ has done. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word to us this morning. Thank you that you have stood in our defense. Thank you that you have taken the punishment and the wrath of our sins. Thank you that... We did not get what we deserve. We've got grace, which is an awesome, wonderful thing. Thank you that you have chosen us and called us by name. Thank you that it's as simple as repenting, believing and repenting. That we don't have to do any fancy religious ceremony. or We don't have to do any good works of our own that can mean anything. But simply faith. And we bless you and give you thanks for that. I pray that you help those of us who are feeling far removed from you today, those of us who feel distant, those of us who feel sinful, thank you for this reminder that you are our advocate. You are our parakletos. You are our propitiation. That you have uh, appeased God's wrath. And we bless you and give you thanks for that. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We bless you. And we pray this in the name that is above every other name. Jesus Christ, the righteous, the only righteous one.